our friends, it's Mars. And Story. And welcome back to another episode of Gore Friends, where we take deep dives into various horror films from slashers to thrillers to sci-fi, which is what we're kind of going in this week. Story is the one that chose the film. So Story, you want to go ahead and let the people know what we are talking about today? Absolutely. I chose classic, y'all. No, no weird stuff because y'all always talking y'all always talking Who's talking? Weird okay. stuff. i don't know the people in my head y'all be talking <laughs> y'all be talking about i don't choose serious movies okay alien Ooh, how I, about that ooh, alien yeah. mic guys, drop ooh, mic drop she did do a mic drop and we are indeed doing alien and mnf and classic so stay tuned as we dig really deep into the sci-fi ooh, creepy disturbing film stay tuned you guys As we mentioned, we are covering the amazing Alien, uh, 1979. So a 70s film just out here, just being out here. Like, the, the, okay, I'll talk about it later. So but people were doing disco and watching <laughs> Alien. Like, that's crazy. Can you imagine watching Alien in disco attire? Like, that's Like, that's it's incredible. just insane can you imagine this probably blew people's minds like in the 70s come on now we didn't deserve anyways alien directed by ridley scott out here ridley screenplay by dan o'brien story by ronald shoots it we have a pretty small cast i'll go over a few we have uh, the amazing sigourney weaver as ripley uh john hurt as kane I love Harry Dan Stanton as Brett. We have Ian Holm as Ash, Veronica Cartwright as Lambert, Tom Skerritt as Dallas, and then, you know, Yefit Kato as Parker. That's honestly everyone. I just went ahead and said everyone. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have the lovely alien played by uh, Balaji Badejo? Badejo? Sorry, probably totally butchered his name. But yeah, his first and only film and good for him. Did the thing. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much everyone. You know, very small cast. If you guys are somewhat, somewhat not familiar with this film, uh, I'll go ahead I and mean, give you guys I a synopsis. Uh, <laughs> but you knew the basics of, you knew Scory Weaver, though. You knew, you've seen memes okay. you've seen images yeah, right you know what the memes. alien looked like memes. you know what the alien looked like though. i don't know how he got to that point i don't know <laughs> uh, synopsis states after a space merchant vessel uh receives an unknown transmission as a distress call one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun take from imdb so yeah, essentially we just have this crew that's on their way home from a gig 
and they hear a distress, quote unquote, distress signal, and they have to go and figure out what's up and just everything, everything goes wrong. Everything just goes wrong in terrible ways. So we Mm -hmm. can just hop into things. We just hop into it. A story. What did you find funny? Well, first of all, in case you guys don't know, I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. That's why I was like, you know what? Let's watch it only because I'm yeah. like, haven't seen it. So I came mm-hmm. in blind and didn't watch any trailers, nothing. I pulled the Mars. So I was like, yeah. not going <laughs> to watch nothing about nothing. I've mm-hmm. seen the little memes and mm-hmm. little movie references mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I didn't understand. My dad was like, we're a predator house. We don't watch aliens. So I never watched it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Discrimination. So, <laughs> for real, for real. So I found things funny that I don't know if they're meant to be funny, but they're funny for me. So mm-hmm. let's talk That's about why we're it. In this. That's why it's in the category. Let's go. Okay. So first of all, one of the funniest characters for me was Parker. Yes. Because thousand percent. Thousand Parker percent. <laughs> gives you that audience perspective that's like questioning everything that mm-hmm. that they're not questioning. Mm-hmm. And so when they first got the distress call, it was like, I'm not going. That's not in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's something then, that I would say. Like, that's none of my business. That's none of my business. Ash is like, well, actually, he was like, I'm not going. What are we going down there for? Why aren't we going home? And they're like, wait, wait. Let's hear Ash out. What you got to say? It actually is technically in our contract <laughs> if you want to get paid. And then afterwards, Parker and what's his name, Brett, were like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, I guess we can. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I guess we stopped in there. If we got to stop, we going to stop there. <laughs> Ain't no problem with you. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I laughed again because okay Ripley got on my nerves a lot throughout this because she was like that one co-worker that did too much and I mean, they are everybody in else's space. lane I know that <laughs> she be in everybody else's lane and they're like damn here she comes like that was the general Mm-hmm. like mood toward Ripley but particularly when Ash and was it Brett that was the other engineer yes so Ash and Brett were fixing the ship and then Ripley was like I'm on my way down and they're like the hell is she coming down here for? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, and then they're like better stay the hell out of my way I know that <laughs> it's just such yeah. a vibe yeah it is a thing with co-worker yeah but like try to act like they're the manager and they're not like mm-hmm. we have a captain you're not the captain mm-hmm. and she just tries to control everything mm-hmm. um so that was relatable and funny and then I laughed at the little baby alien that came out the chest and just looking at them didn't have eyes but it's just looking around at everybody <laughs> like <laughs> like uh like a new baby gremlin or something <laughs> like just oh what's going on out here and mm-hmm. then 
decided to just glide Sorry. away. I it just it glided. It, it was I so rewinded it away. I rewinded it once. I was like, yep, gotta see that again. I was like, what <laughs> is happening here? It was just gliding. Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was so, such a fluid mo- like motion, mm-hmm. like it was on a skateboard, yeah. and I just loved it. And it was kind of cute low-key i was like oh look at him what's a pet xenomorph you guys give her a pet he was kind of cute and then i was laughing toward well okay ash's death because parker was being extra with the flamethrower it's like you just put fuel in that don't you need that for something and he just went back angry i'm (laughs) angry yeah ash deserved it ash deserved it um when uh then when when brett got killed like we didn't even know if anyone witnessed it but in the very next scene yeah like that shit was like a grown man (laughs) i'm just like how do you guys know there must have been cameras or something so i was like how did they know what i don't know because they're trying to explain to the captain what they saw Mm -hmm. and they're like it was like grown man size. Yeah. It wasn't. And that's <laughs> was a little something. Yeah, like that wasn't no. Because he's talking about, oh, we'll just go and get it. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no. I don't think you understand. Mm-hmm. And so I, I laughed at that. And then, um, lastly, toward the end, uh, when Ripley thought she made a clean break. And then she saw the alien just chilling, taking a nap. Chilling. It was taking a nap. It's it time like over there. It's like a roach. She <laughs> flew off the whole ship and is in the middle of space. She, she got her clothes off. She put the cat in the little mm-hmm. incubator. She's like, "We going home, mm-hmm. going to Earth. I mm-hmm. survived." And then. He's right there. He was right there the whole damn time, camouflaged because he's black. Yeah, just with his big old head, just yeah. so cute. He just oh so my cute. God. cute. Okay. Uh, he was just taking a nap. He didn't even want anything. He was like, "I'm just <laughs> chilling." He was just trying to hitch a ride. He didn't. He wasn't trying to kill nobody. The only reason why he was probably trying to kill people is because they're hunting him. I don't know if he's evil or not. Oh my that's all my thing. She is going with the xenomorph. I didn't but know that's where to go. The fact that he was chilling, minding his business, and she thought he was gone. <laughs> it was like a roach. So funny. So funny. I enjoyed that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a couple of things to add. Uh, the first one I added is when Ripley's asking, like, because their ship gets damaged, and she's like, how long is going to take? And then uh, Brett's like, how long is it going to take? And Parker's like, tell her 17 hours. And then he's like, 25 hours. <laughs> because that's <laughs> such a thing that, you know, in the film industry, at least I was taught to give your yeah. client more time. So when it happens earlier, they're satisfied. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, they're happy. And dealing with Ripley, you know her ass is going to be down there 17 hours on the dot. Yeah. How far along are we? Is it done yet? What you guys doing? You need some help? You need some help getting it done? Why isn't it done yet? Really at all? I was was not on my nerves. Really interesting. Yeah, I got the opposite approach. It was her approach. Like she was 
asking the right questions and making valid points, but her approach was that bitchy coworker that you don't want to deal with. And I feel the opposite. I'm just like, we are in, this is a very serious manner. Like we need to get this done. Like we're scientists. We have to, it, it just needs to happen. Like we're not working at McDonald's here. Like this is a life or death situation. So I mm-hmm. wasn't like, I didn't think she was being a bitch necessarily. I was like, okay, yeah, she's doing, like no one was listening to her. Like my whole all of my efforts mostly are just like, no one's listening to Ripley. No one's listening to Ripley. Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes from her frustration as well. It's like, no one listens to me here. Like, no one respects me here at all. So I think it's really interesting that you kind of saw her from a different perspective here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next funny that I thought was happening was Parker wanting his money. Like, the first hour, you, Parker just wants to get paid. He's like, okay, what about our share? Are we getting our share? Are we getting our share? And Ripley's like, okay, can you the bonus, be quiet? The bonus. <laughs> Ripley's like, shut the up bonus. about the bonus. Can we please figure out what's happening, bro? We got, like, I think they were saying it's 10 months from that planet to Earth mm-hmm. at that point. She's like, let's yep. figure out what's going on, and then we, I, I don't know. Let's just figure it out. So I thought that was funny. Uh, that he was just about his money and also that he was just snacking a lot of the film. I don't know if you noticed that, but he had a lot of snacks. He had a lot of snacks. A lot of snacks. A lot of snacks. And I just, I was like, is this an appropriate situation to be snacking? You know? Yeah, you gotta eat in space. You got to. (laughs) Um, But actually, I think that's all the funnies I wanted to add for this film. freaking parker and i just liked parker and brett's dynamic as well like we have that goofy you know duo that mm-hmm. you know you always have that one friend that co-worker that you just hang out with all the time and yeah stuff. um you can tell they bonded they bonded very well you know on the ship and i thought that was interesting and funny next up cool any anything you found interesting about the film yeah man okay so for the most part This movie reminded me a lot of a Japanese animation movie called Lily Cat. And I know a lot of times, um, what you would call it, Western movies are inspired by Japanese movies or Asian movies in general and vice versa. There's been like a back and forth over the years where like each uh, side is influenced by different media mm-hmm. but I'm I'm wondering if Lily Cat was partially inspired by this movie because I think it came out in 87 mm-hmm. um so Possibly. it was a while later but Possibly. I'm not sure if maybe it had a manga first that came out around the same time as Alien or before mm-hmm. um but same beats same and it was like one of my first anime movies so I feel mm. like I watched Alien before. It Got felt it. Nostal- cool. nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And um, they had like the room with the computer where they're like asking the computer questions. Mm-hmm. And then it's like tampered with. And, you know, they have the alien on board. And it's like a crew of people that are like on a mission and trying to get back to Earth. And so there are just a lot of similarities um, mm-hmm. between the two. And I highly recommend if anyone has not seen Lily Cat, I think it's still available for on Prime. It was just like a Prime thing that comes with your subscription, so you don't have to rent it. But I'm not sure if that's still the case. 
but I highly recommend if you like aliens, watch Lily Cat and see the similarities. I thought it was just mostly cool. Also, the sound design, particularly the room yeah. with the chains and the mm -hmm. water mm -hmm. when uh was that brett got yeah. killed yeah i really liked that scene because i was like wow they just have like rain effects happening in a spaceship for mm -hmm. no reason and i'm here for it also uh at some point i said jones is the best character that's oh the cat God. that's Freaking the cat jones. the cat's the best character okay jonesy ain't the best character jonesy no. survives that shit jonesy caused someone's death <laughs> all right not on purpose come out jones we're calling you there is a freaking monster okay we're not gonna talk about it it's fine it's fine well also the the name of the ship is the Nostromo, which is novel, which a brief synopsis of the novel is Nostromo, A Tale of the Seaboard, is a 1904 novel by Joseph Conrad, set in the fictitious South American Republic of Costagana. It was essentially like a, a sea voyage kind of story, mm -hmm. which is why I thought it was interesting that they made their spaceship of the Nostromo. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and that's all I have. Dope. Uh, I do, of course, have some stuff to add as well. I like that in the beginning, like, there's not really, like, a main, main character. You're just kind of, like, on the ship with them, seeing their duties. They're kind of just going about their life. And, yes, it's a very slow burn if you guys want jump scare, jump scare. This is not the film for you. Like, nothing really happens until, like, the first 45 minutes or so is when they land on the alien planet. Um, so it's very, very slow. Like I said, you're just seeing dynamics of the characters. Um, like I said, you don't really, like you could kind of think that, you know, if you didn't know anything about Ripley at all, like you could probably think that she's going to make it because of how on it she is. But other than that, I don't know if there's a big indication of who's going to survive this really. Like there's no really main focus of a main character. And I like it when films do that. And then next up, I have the change in dinner scenes, which I guess can go into the scary as well. But, you know, the first dinner scene, we well, the first scene we have at the, with all of them at the dining room table, you know, they're joking around, they're laughing, they're discussing things. And then, you know, the second time we see them at the dining room table is when all hell breaks loose. And I really appreciate that, um, just the change of atmosphere and how things have just shifted now. And then the next thing I want to talk about is actually a lot of things are kind of F ups. Not going to lie. A lot of F ups here, a lot of F ups here, but I do have <laughs> some, I do have uh, some cool things regarding the film itself. Uh, just a few because IMDb has a novels worth of cool stuff on here. I think someone just listened mm -hmm. to the commentary and just wrote every single thing they said in the commentary. Like it's Probably. that many facts. It's pretty insane. I could even go through everything. Um, so I just wrote down a few things that I thought was interesting. Um, so the first thing I wanted to mention is that the the dead face hunger face hugger that Ash kind of uh, dissects and everything is made using fresh shellfish, uh, you know, four oysters, a sheep kidney, um, to recreate the organs and they kind of had to do that quickly because of course things would start to smell really bad uh you know under the studio lights and i kind of saw like the oysters in there when he was like going cutting things i was like that looks like an oyster yeah, he lifted something up i was like scallops like what is that <laughs> scallops? Like, <laughs> like it looked like some kind of 
shellfish <laughs> gunk yeah Ugh. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of noticed that when I was watching it. Um, and then the Xenomorph only has four minutes of screen time, and it doesn't even make its first appearance until an hour into the movie. So, like I said, it's a lot of waiting until things happen. Uh, you're kind of, I kind of, I'll ta- kind of talk about that in the visuals, but you're kind of just like appreciating the set design and everything and the characters up until that point, I feel like. And then I'm going to mention talking about kind of this kind of goes into the theme somewhat but during early development dan o'bannon kind of had a issue trying to figure out how the alien would get on board the ship and they kind of came up with the idea of the alien having sex with one of them um which was eventually you know developed into the face hugger concept and people have said several times that there's kind of like innuendos with like you know them putting stuff in your mouth that you don't want. Um, So the method of reproduction via implantation um, was deliberately intended to invoke images of male rape and impregnation. So uh, writers were kind of adamant that the facehugger, the first victim be a man um, because they didn't want the cliche of a woman depicted as an easy target. And they thought that having Mm -hmm. a female being the first casualty kind of having that rape symbolic situation they thought that would feel inappropriate um and then they also wanted male viewers to feel uncomfortable with the reversal of of gender roles there so i really appreciated that that they were just like you know let's make that a guy let's make that a guy real quick that's really dope i have to be learning 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 stuff stuff. that makes a lot of sense because i was like um it reminds me of of like certain species of fish and other uh you know creatures where the male just kind of swim up and impregnates the woman and then Mm -hmm. just disappears yeah and that was kind of what or they die after Mm -hmm. um impregnating the female and so it kind of reminded me of that a little bit because I was like what's down the throat is the whole purpose of a face hugger just to like shoot the alien in there and then it just leaves and mm-hmm. you know i was like i don't know i didn't bother looking it up yeah i think because like, after assuming. the face hunger after the after the chest exploding thing is that with the autopsy thing like did they i forgot even though i just watched this last night they found the face hugger dead right or they yeah it was dead because yeah they were so i think experimenting they, on it yeah i think they die after the implant Mm-hmm. situation and then once it's in there it does the chest bursting thing and then it grows up to be what we see which is kind of terrifying because that happened so quick but yeah I really um I just thought it was a really great decision well the, the thought that they put into making it deliberately a guy that mm-hmm. was a victim of that situation because they could have made it uh what's her name uh Lambert they could have had her be the person that gets freaking face hugged mm-hmm. but they're like nah uh, so, yeah, I just want to put that in there to show my appreciation for that. Um, and then in order to increase the sense of claustrophobia for everyone, uh, Ridley, Scott, Ridley Scott had the walls of the sets pushed slightly closer to each other every day, just slowly and slowly, just like making it a little bit more confined. Um, and I like directors that kind of put their actors in situation, situations of immersing them into the characters and the location um like for really uh for really scott 
Ridley Scott, for Ripley, <laughs> Ripley and um, Brett and Parker, they actually tormented her like off set is what like off camera. So like by the time they filmed, she felt more anger towards them. Um, so yeah, Ridley Scott was like, yo, go ahead and mess with her some more. And you definitely see that on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty dope. And then the last thing I have here is that a vast majority of the film was used, was made during, with a handheld camera. Um, so that was pretty dope. You know, really Scott legit did all, most of the camera work himself. And, you know, he, uh, he was a little annoyed because he also did Blade Runner. If you guys are not familiar, he also did Blade Runner and he was kind of annoyed that he couldn't operate the camera himself because there were stricter rules in the USA. And I'm like, why can't, why can't directors operate the camera? I don't understand. Why are there? Weird. Why is these the rules? Why? <laughs> Doesn't make Doesn't sense. Make sense. But I love um, that. Kind of goes into visuals. But I do definitely love handheld stuff, especially in horror films, because it just makes you feel more frantic and just like out of breath. I felt like I was out of breath watching Ripley run. Uh, Ripley run. But that's um, all the stuff I wanted to mention in regards to cool. Uh, so let's hop into scary situations. Scary stuff. What scared okay. you? Okay. So first of all, as soon as they landed on that planet, the ship caught fire. If that's <laughs> not an omen, I don't know what it is. I would have stayed my ass there mm-hmm. and just left. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That that was just a real bad omen. They're like, oh, it's the fire. And they're like, oh, well, you got to fix it. You guys go outside and play. It's like, what? what? <laughs> We're not going to talk about Okay. Not going to talk about it. And then the acid blood. Because uh, yeah, it's like, okay, so too. what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> um, you can't do anything because it's yeah. acid. And like, I think that's a really creative thing to add in there because they had to figure out a way to make it to where they can't just shoot it. <laughs> and, you know, it's de- like, make a reason why it's still here. So if you have mm-hmm. a thing where it's like, oh, it bleeds acid in space. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, we can't just instantly kill it. We have to, you know, do something yep. else with it. I think that was really creative writing wise to add that. Yeah. In. But also scary because you can't, there's yeah. nothing you can it and then that so acid much. blood it went through, through so much it went through so the many levels i'm like okay they're like next deck and you hear oh them running god okay one more next deck and it's like you know throw the whole ship away at this point it's <laughs> throw ruined the throw the throw whole away. ship away and then robot ash with all the milk robot coming out of his face ash because he saw him drinking milk earlier I didn't notice that. Good point. Didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, he hasn't, I don't think we see him eat anything, but we see him drink milk or Mm -hmm. some kind of white fluid, and that's the white fluid that's Mm -hmm. coming out of his Mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why milk, though? Why is that a thing for robots? Yeah. But either way, I was like, that's uh, unsettling that you have a an alien and a robot. I was you like, didn't know two existed. Monster. That you didn't know existed. Two monsters. Like yeah. I'm like, I thought I was just signing up for an alien yeah. movie, and now having we got to kill a robot. There. Yeah, having that twist it's, in there. Is- yeah, having multiple threats all of a sudden mm-hmm. on board the ship, and this, and the then learning that they were never meant to survive the trip. Yo. Like it would. They're like, eh, not 
might even be nice if they do live, but they're expendable. They're like, Mm -hmm, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Just bring the shit back with the alien on it. They were, they, the whole purpose of the trip was to stop on that planet. And it's like, how did they know they would pick up a face hugger though? Like they couldn't have calculated that. I Someone probably, that came would have gone it, down probably, there uh, and started poking Ash around with something. Ash probably been like, "Oh, bring something." Like if they didn't do, like if that did, thing didn't happen, but to they Ash, lost a signal. Remember, their mm, signal wasn't mm, good, mm. and Ash was getting frustrated, and he mm-hmm, was like, mm-hmm. "Uh," because he couldn't. He probably was supposed to tell them, yeah, yeah. But Kane yeah. was just stupid and fucking around, oh, freaking cute. <laughs> so he ended up with a face hugger and ash rolls with the punches it yeah seemed. pretty much yeah but i think he probably would have instructed them to try to bring back mm-hmm. a sample but yeah i'm surprised ash wasn't one of the people to actually go out there to mm-hmm. retrieve something himself same but it is what it is that's all i've got really uh just the hunting of you know being hunted by multiple threats on a ship and whatnot yeah to hop on that morph was cute so it wasn't his fault oh my god anyways uh ash yeah i want to hop on the ash point just his existence like i said for them to not even know because i this is the second maybe maybe the third time maybe the third time me watching it all the way through but i didn't remember if they knew he was a robot from jump because how they interact with him it's very just like okay this is what he does like you know, just their dynamic with him. I was like, okay, do they know what he is? Or do they just treat him like, I don't call him a pet, but just like, oh, this is what your this is what his position is. But yeah, so when they find out that he is not human, that's a really scary thing. You've been on the ship with this person for how long? And you didn't realize that he doesn't eat any food? I don't know. <laughs> as much as Parker eats, like you don't know, you don't notice like that he doesn't eat really. So that's really scary. And like you mentioned before, the fact that their job was just like expendable, which is with any corporation, let's be honest, um, mm-hmm. to like, we kind of know that, but to see it actually from the government, from the company's mouth, when they're just like expendable, like that hits different, <laughs> that hits mm-hmm. different when they're just like, we don't care about you. We don't care about and that's you. real shit. That's real life. Um, yeah, it really is. People be um, doing all this stuff for a contract with yeah. some money attached to it, and they're expendable. Awful. Awful. And yeah, Ash just turned so quick. He Like, it kind of made me upset. Like, he was just kind of going crazy. Like, after he got hit, he was just kind of, like, going crazy and, like, throwing people and very aggressive. And I was like, not a fan of this whatsoever. Not a fan. And also the fact that you know, they didn't even really know they were off course for a bit until they went and checked because the robot, basically, the ship was just like, okay, we're going to go this way now. Like, that's yeah. a scary thing. They were so close to home. And for a robot, you guys don't trust robots, you guys. <laughs> the robot, the ship was on self, self-driving self and the ship was just like, we're going to go this this way now. Because of the distress call. Yeah. Yeah. Which was planted. Mm-hmm. Awful. And the fact that they even know, okay, that's in my F-ups. I'll be quiet. But eggs you guys if you don't know already i don't like eggs like i like regular eggs chicken eggs are fine but like alien eggs and there's a lot of them and they're gooey and i don't the textures the textures i'm not a fan of the textures the way it opened yep it was like a pot of mac and cheese no no 
No, not a fan of the eggs. Not a fan of the eggs whatsoever. It made me feel icky inside. And just all the hunting scenes, like, with Brett. Like, I think his scene is probably my favorite, just visually and tone and vibes. Like, his death is probably, like, my favorite scene in the film. But you mentioned, like, the, the rain coming down and the chains and the sound design. I want to mention that before earlier, but totally forgot. The sound design in this film is phenomenal. Like, there's not, there's a slight score, but it's not, like, throughout the whole thing. Like, it's very, very mm-hmm. quiet. And there's a lot of foley that happened in this film. I just respected it so much. Like, I watched it last night in the dark in my room, and there's a lot of ASMR in here with typing and the chains. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> that computer room was my favorite. <laughs> that computer room was my favorite. <laughs> That's the favorite room. But yeah, a lot of great Foley. Whoever did the Foley on this film deserves all the awards, all the awards. Because like I said, they relied a lot on just the sound of space, which is just quiet in here. Like they even have like music going, which I thought was weird. I'm like, you guys are in space and it's so quiet. No music? You don't guys work with music? Anyways. Mm-mm. Other than Ripley that. Ripley allow music on her shit. <laughs> no fun. No fun. With no fun. I think that's oh yeah and I mentioned finding the skeleton crew <laughs> that's a pun the skeleton <laughs> crew uh the sh- when they're on the ship and they find the they actually see a creature with its chest like it's a skeleton they see something came out of it mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't know at that point what the chest burster is but you just see the after effects of it and that gave me the creeps I was like I'm not a fan of this they weren't concerned enough for me with that and then also just looking for Jones uh you know that goes back to brett but every time they had to find jones i was like just leave that cat just leave him um but that is everything else in regards to scary uh acting and visuals thoughts yeah um i like how it opened up with a really long just pan uh showing off the set design of the interior Mm -hmm. of the ship um and it was mainly i think the control room where you know they did all their flying and and navigating and whatnot Mm -hmm. and they just panned around it for a while just so you could see all the little details that Mm -hmm. they fit into it I really enjoyed that shot because I I do love set design and I was like this looks like really shifty and spacey Mm -hmm. for the 70s yeah for the 70s especially I was Uh. like this is this is really good this is really good y'all did that um I also like the shot of everyone waking up and Mm -hmm. in the incubator room it's really white even their undergarments are white Mm -hmm. um everything's really bright and vivid and just the total opposite of how the rest of the movie goes Mm -hmm. um especially once they land on that weird planet yeah everything's super dark even when Mm -hmm. the sun came up it was dark yeah the sun was like a moon for them Mm -hmm. it was just like oh there's a little light now um Mm -hmm. instead of pitch blackness so I thought that was uh really interesting I did appreciate the uh special effects um all the stuff they put into uh the face hugger and the little baby xenomorph oh little morphe that's his name that's what I call him I'm done. Uh, Morphe. Uh, I love him. I thought he was so adorable the way he just, he was so expressive. <laughs> little guy looking around all happy to, to be in the world. 
dead. He was just so appreciative for to be alive. He's like, thank you for this day the Lord has made. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and then everyone just kind of made him uncomfortable. So he left. And then they went to hunt him. Like, what? Anywho. A little Morphe. Um, so I appreciate all all the effects and all the the gory bits were done well I think um I also liked Dallas's acting when he was traveling through the air vents Mm -hmm. the air ducts and he had to that funky little door to like shut off different parts of it and it was like a swirl the door closed in a swirl for some reason I'm like why can't they just have a regular no drop or sliding door they said no it's gonna it's gonna be like a spiral when it closed and it sounded like blades like the the sound effects for it was just like blades like it sounded sharp I was like okay I don't want to go I thought yeah. I was in half with that. But he was clearly like scared, but also trying to thug at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can appreciate you for trying. And that whole scene was just like, Lambert did really great with her acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was freaking out, telling him to run. And like, not that conviction. way, not that way, the, the conviction. Other way. <laughs> it was like, he's really in danger. Like, yeah. get off the set. Like, mm-hmm. I want him to just run off the set at that point. Like, he shouldn't have been there. And, you know, the wrong way, wrong way. And then yeah. once he got got, the way she just turned, it was like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. It, you felt it. You felt it. It felt like she was really living through that. And I appreciated the acting there and Ripley finally taking charge which she always wanted to do clearly yeah, she's like, it's the time I time um, to shine bro <laughs> yeah now that's down to four of us yeah um she's like okay get it together this is what we're gonna do we're gonna continue with Dallas's plan and we're gonna split up and do this and you know she's like do you have any better ideas like she's tired of of you know being cool about her control issues at this point she Mm -hmm. just wants to (laughs) that subtle shade but I I know she means well uh but she's like tired of being you know kind of cool and calm about her Mm -hmm. suggestions and now she's straight up just telling people what to do yeah um which yes the captain was Dallas was incompetent in some ways when it came to following protocol. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think he was a bad captain. It was just he trusts the science guy to do his job. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. so happened mm-hmm. that the science guy was a killer robot in yeah. this instance. Like, yeah. who would have thunk? Who would have right? thunk? <laughs> who would have thunk? But he's like, I've I've been working with the same science dude for years and now we have this guy I don't know how he operates Mm -hmm. so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna let him do his job it was Mm -hmm. just a a manager that trusted everyone to do their job and a co-worker that didn't trust everyone Mm -hmm. to do their job yeah I appreciated uh her acting and uh that scene where she finally like stood up and was like yo this is what we're gonna do and everyone died anyway but it's fine (laughs) <laughs> that's all I got <laughs> you know acting and visual you know no one 
you know, as in our last episode, no one failed. Everyone pulled their weight. I think everyone played their role really well. I appreciated, you know, Parker and Brett being kind of like the comic relief, but not too cheesy because I've seen films where they're supposed to be the comic relief and they're just too out there. It's like, okay, relax. Like, that's not how... I mean, there are real people like that, but it's just kind of annoying. Um, but I think they were the perfect amount of comic relief um, for me. You know, Sigourney Weaver, she was very inexperienced as an actress at this point. And I think she, you know, she did the damn thing. She did the damn thing. She, Meryl Streep was supposed to, like, she was against Meryl Streep for the role. But at the time, Miss um, Streep was mourning the loss of her partner. So Sigourney Weaver ended up getting the role. Uh, so yeah, really, she really did the thing for that. Visual wise, like you mentioned, the set design is just chef's kiss, chef's kiss. I mentioned this before, but the first 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I get it. You had a big budget. Like, I was just like, relax, bro. Like, <laughs> like we get it. Because there's so many, like you said, establishing shots and a lot of just shots of every room and the detail they put into everything, even to the ship. I mean, the planet they land on, the detail they put into everything. I, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of miniatures that were made for this, but I... As much as I bag on it, I do appreciate the set design in this film very much, especially for 1979. No excuse nowadays. Like, I just miss practical sets. I just miss real sets. Because um, now we don't get that a lot now. It's just green screen stuff or a mixture of both. Um, but really great visually. I really like the landing on the planet. Because um, like you said, it was a lot of blues, a lot of really dark. Um mm-hmm. Because realistically, space is just black. It's no, <laughs> wouldn't even get the blue light. But, you know, I really appreciate them having the blue light in there. Um, I mentioned the science sound design again, where they have the air coming out of their helmets. Um, really set the tone. Like, it was just quiet and just solemn and just kind of eerie. And I appreciated that as well. Oh, and the whole scene with Brett find, trying to find Jones is my favorite, visually my favorite scene. A lot of shadows. Overall, there's a lot of shadows in this film as well um, to where, you know, you don't even see, sometimes you don't see, you know, the second eye of the person. It's just, they just fade into darkness, uh, which is a great creative choice for me. Um, but I love the dim, a lot of dim locations, kind of reflecting of space and just how dark it is and how grim everything is. And it's kind of easier for the xenomorph to hide. <laughs> a lot of places to hide on this ship. But that's pretty much... It's pretty much it. Just kudos to the set designers. Applaud. Applaud, applaud, applaud. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we got a lot to say. This is going to be a lot. Uh, but F-ups. F-ups. Here we go. F-ups. I'll be waiting. I'm Why are you waiting. messing with alien eggs? Why? <laughs> Why? 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 Why are you? I don't know. Why, Why are they you? thought why why are you messing with it (sighs) just leave it alone leave it alone yeah and then i was like if it broke through his helmet leave him back leave him it broke through his helmet and you dragged him across the planet like not even knowing if he'd be able to breathe and have the audacity with have the audacity to get mad at Ripley for trying to follow a pro. Like, I honestly would have did the same thing. Like, called me heartless, but 
he has to stay outside. Like we need to figure out what just what happened. We it? don't even know what this is. Like, right? Like I said, they weren't acting as concerned as like I'm like this is an alien because they're not professional astronauts. Even so, I'm not a professional, but I would. Oh my! God. I know. No, I know. I get you know? it, but I'm like it. It just plays back right back into these people are not professionals. Yeah. They. They are mm-hmm. not, not signed up for this. They they're not signed they're up for this. Yes, they're space pirates. And then I was like, okay, P- Parker was asking the good questions. It was like, why don't you freeze them? Why don't y'all mm-hmm. freeze them? Why aren't you freezing them? And me and Monty were watching it. We're like, yeah, why aren't you freezing them? Why don't you just freeze them until you get home and let some real scientists figure out what's on his face and why? Why are they trying to now you got acid through four, five, six, 80 <laughs> boards of the, of the ship? I can't. And it's like you could have just froze him, put him in the incubator. Mm-hmm. And wait 10 months until you get home. I don't understand. Probably should have covered little baby alien before he got away. Like yeah. when he popped out the chest, he was just looking. He was like, I'm born. <laughs> it's my I'm birthday. <laughs> and they're like not trying to do anything. They're just like, and just let him get away. And then it was like, oh, we got to catch him. It's like, well, no shit. Yeah. Why did you let him get I away? Mean, kind of that's a pretty there. shocking sight. We talked about being scared. Yeah, to, yeah you know, but they, scary, they need to scary. react a little faster for me. They need to be, they need to be on point. Uh, Ripley had all these ideas five minutes ago and now not reacting fast enough. She didn't expect a chest burst. She didn't expect a chest burst. None of know? us did, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are. And then after... After Brett found the skin that it shed, you know, just go get back up. Get back up. <laughs> Why are you still looking for Jonesy? Jonesy is Jonesy's fine. Jonesy needs to be gone. Yeah. They care so Jonesy much about that cat. Fine. They didn't care nothing Look, about them. The cat was just trying to survive. The cat was like, do y'all know what kind of shit is crawling around this shit? Like, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's gonna hide that's what they do they hide but they're like oh we gotta get the cat so no. that we can you know no. put in the thing and like not you guys don't have any catnip or cat nothing for... to get the cat out like i'm just like they're not no... trying they're not doing nothing they just sent brett like you go get the cat like they didn't yeah they got all these ideas but don't know how to catch her <laughs> own cat like it don't make sense. Like just shake some some temptation. Yeah, I'm like, there's something. nothing. They have any don't trees, know. no toys. Okay. No, no. And then I'm like, leave the cat alone and find the alien. The cat yeah, will come to facts. you when it's hungry. Like the cat is not gonna stay just hidden in the shit for mm-hmm. forever. It's gonna, you know, get hungry and it's gonna come back to the dining room. Um, but yeah, that's those are my my main f-ups other than like you know the end I mentioned earlier when Ripley blew up the ship and went you know got in the shuttle and the freaking alien was in the shuttle it's crazy because I think she should have known that because you know she initially she set the detonation thing for like 10 minutes or whatever Mm-hmm. and she goes and she sees that it's blocking that entryway so I think she was trying to go back and like 
turn it off because she need to figure out what to do. Because <laughs> she's like, okay, it's blocking my path. I need to figure out life right now. And of course, by that time, the robot was just like, nope, it's already started. Too late. Um, which I also thought was kind of funny as well. But mm-hmm. it's like, of course, it's going to probably end up in that shuttle thing because that's where you're going. Like, it probably knows where you're going and it's just going to chill there and wait for you there. Um, Not only that, but they blocked off all the air ducts. So mm, they trapped it true, in true, a certain true. part yeah. of the ship. It didn't yeah, yeah, have... Yeah. It's like a roach. Yeah. But cuter. Oh, my God. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was that. Because I was thinking about that as well. I'm like, why? And it's just chilling there. It's just chilling there, resting. Apparently, it needs to rest. But... To add to F-Ups. So I had an issue with Lambert when they went off and it was Final Four and they went off to get those tube things. They were, First of all, they were really loud. <laughs> they were really loud mm-hmm. with getting those things. And also Lambert kind of like froze up. Like she didn't move whatsoever because Parker was like, move so I can shoot it with fire. And she was just standing there. I'm like, Lambert, <laughs> please move. Yeah, they always have that one character that gets scared stiff and yeah. it's like god if i was parker i would have shot it i'm like you know what you're in like, the way you know, we all just gonna burn up in yeah here, I guess. like you're not listening i would have just shot the flamethrower effort that's how i thought about the situation so yeah i was really upset about lambert about that they probably would have died because i mean is it confirmed that fire would have helped i was also thinking about they that didn't like, confirm they didn't confirm. i was like you guys are assuming that fire is gonna they, they just said thing. something about the was it the face hugger that they said mm-hmm. uh, when they scanned it, it basically had had did something to Kane's body to where he can survive most conditions mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as long as they weren't like extreme conditions. Right. So that's yeah, why yeah. they're like either freeze it or Got burn it. it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, yeah. so that makes a little sense. Because as, as I was watching, I was like, you guys are assuming here that fire is going to work. But yeah, that's pretty much my last F up is just Lambert just kind of freezing and just not moving out the way. Because <laughs> they mm-hmm. both ended up suffering. And I really thought that scene was kind of scary, just hearing their screams over the radio um, when they were getting killed. But yeah, that's all my F ups. Uh, so let's head over to, you know themes and why you think this is scary why you know why this is considered a classic horror film and whatnot so themes people will well number one why it's a horror movie it's a horror movie because it has a killer cute alien (laughs) baby that just is born it's its birthday nobody said happy birthday and so oh it just loses God. its shit and goes on a killing spree because they're like hunting it and didn't even say happy birthday. <laughs> they're just hunting little Morphe. And he's like, I was Morphe. born. You guys didn't say anything, didn't give me any offerings. And <laughs> now you're just in my air ducts. Like all I wanted to do is chill in the air ducts and you come in here. So I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. Um, didn't mess with Jonesy because Jonesy wasn't trying it Jonesy was just watching it all go down like happy birthday Morphe and it's like thanks Jonesy <laughs> you're safe man um, so for the themes like wish baby Morphe's happy birthday so that they don't kill you first of all 
Because this all could have been avoided, <laughs> I think. They could have been friends like Babadook. Oh it would have been God. so nice. Also, I think there's there, I feel like there's something to be said about capitalism and feminism. Mm-hmm. Uh just because they're working for the company. Like how blunt, how much more blunt can they be? The company is paying us to do this. And then you have people arguing about pay Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. not even questioning whether or not like for instance I had uh experienced in the past a co-worker that's like that was like oh why is she getting paid two dollars more it's like well we're all severely underpaid we all should be getting like ten dollars more so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be worried about the measly $2, you know, but that's mm-hmm. what capitalism does to people yeah, that are, you know, working, like slaving away for a company that doesn't really appreciate mm-hmm. its employees. And then it it's, you start, you know, fighting over bonuses and stuff mm-hmm. when it's like, dude, this mission is like so over everyone's heads that you guys should all be probably getting paid 10 times more than Mm -hmm. what you're offered in the first place. And you're arguing over a couple of bucks right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting, uh, that they're doing this extra side mission just to get, just to get paid at all. Like they would forfeit all of their money. Yeah. If they don't answer a distress call, they're merchants. Like they're not even, they're not a rescue team. They even said this isn't a rescue type of vessel. Like their ship wasn't made for that. Mm -hmm. And they somehow, and only Ash was the one that remembered that they needed to answer distress Mm -hmm. calls. Like when was this added to the contract? Mm -hmm. Because they, nobody recalled that other than Ash. So I'm like, you know, I feel like this is saying saying a lot about maybe not like just capitalism in general, but just uh, being that employee and employer relationship because mm-hmm. they never had help. They never radioed into mm-hmm. this company and, you know, they just they're on their own out there and just mm-hmm. hoping to get home as soon as possible, get paid and move on with their lives. So I think there's something to be said about that. And then with what we discussed uh, throughout the episode, I would say they also threw some stuff in about like rape culture and feminism as well, uh, yeah. which is very much ahead of its time for the for 1970s. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. Dope. And to hop on, you know, the feminism part of it, I believe Ripley, you know, was initially, at least in the um, original source material, a guy. So, and it was, you know, Ridley Scott that was like, let's make female. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, really great choice for that. Really interesting choice for them to do that, especially with a theme centered around rape culture and you have this creature that is attacking people and impregnating people (laughs) and just taking people away I think that's a really uh great choice on his end um for doing that um and then yeah with being hunted by a creature in space scary stuff space in general space in general is just scary I love space I love space but 
you know, it makes me emotional sometimes, but I also am afraid of space very much so. Uh, so, you know, very scared to be out in space. And I feel like this movie has, does a really good job at making you feel like you're, you're claustrophobic, you're in space because of how quiet it is, how dark it is. Um, I feel like most sci-fi movies in space are louder and just like a lot going on. And I think this does a really good job of really isolating us and putting us out there. So yeah, that, that's kind of like how I feel about, you know, what makes it a horror movie and really great theme story. Stories reach. Stories uh, reach. <laughs> so uh, relationship status. I'm very interested to know your relationship status with, when, when you chose this film. Thoughts? Um, hmm. It's a bit complicated. It's definitely non-committal. It's not mm-hmm. something I feel I need to watch over and over. Mm-hmm. Aside from when Little Morphe was born, <laughs> uh, that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, <laughs> Freaking Morphe. It's maybe a seasonal day. Maybe something I'd add to like a horror movie list of sorts for like horror sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the mood for some sci-fi movies, this one could probably do it for you. Although it wasn't as eventful as I was expecting it to be. And I never knew, even though by the title I should have known because it's singular alien, I kind of thought there were going to be more. I guess that's why you have to watch Aliens. Yeah, Um, which is supposed to be more action-packed, like it's more... Yeah. So this this isn't the typical kind of horror movie that I would watch. Um, not just because of the slow burn, but because it's super just like you know people in space kind of waiting around for things to happen. So yeah, maybe like a a seasonal bay or somebody else picked this movie for a movie night I would watch it with them Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it or anything Mm -hmm. like that I just it's not something that it's not my cup of tea it's not something that I would typically watch but yeah if y'all want to watch Lily Cat (laughs) that's crazy too that's crazy it's wild and it's just like alien the parallels are very interesting so hopefully if we do like a animated horror movie month or something I can choose that movie and then we can watch it and do a comparison because I think they're pretty spot on yeah really interesting uh but in regards to your relationship status I agree seasonal bit like I said this is like probably the third time I've watched all the way through I own the movie but just because it's a classic <laughs> I own it because it's a classic and because I know it's a slow burn I don't watch it often but I really appreciate the visuals in it um very much so and it's something that I would put on during like a Halloween party or something like it's a great movie to have in the background with stuff going on yeah like it's definitely a background where you could have it on a projector or something while you're like having drinks or something um so yeah I'm definitely gonna say a seasonal a seasonal bay you know the ASMR with the sound effects (sighs) chef's kiss chef's kiss but yeah we both are you know seasonal bang alien and that is it hopefully we can hit up the sequels later on in our show maybe we'll have an alien extravaganza (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break get some water get some snacks and whatnot and story's gonna be back with our businessy stuff and her 
Sounds like a horror movie. Sounds like a horror movie. So stay tuned, you guys. Welcome back, Gore friends. I hope you enjoyed that quick little break. I'm just run some businessy stuff by you real quick, if you don't mind. So just a quick reminder, you can follow us on social media at Gore Friends on everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, go find us. We are there. We also have a Patreon where you can become an official member of the Gore Gang, where we have GFTV. GFTV. Gore Friends TV, y'all. Yes. That's where we cover horror genre shows. We cover seasons of TV shows, y'all. Just for you, that's crazy. At only five dollars a month, right? Ain't that wild? I think it's wild. I Do think you it's think it's wild? Pretty, it's pretty wild. It's pretty, it's wild. pretty freaking <laughs> wild. But we also have one dollar tiers where you'll, you'll get a sticker and you can be in our Discord. And we have a ten dollar tier where you know we have some merch. We can drop a little linkity link to the merch and give you a little discount, count, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty dope. I like discounts. Also, we have our bi-weekly movie nights, which you also get at the $5 tier. So for $5 a month, you get to watch a movie with us every other week. Movies ranging from pretty much everything. We just watch whatever we feel like watching, and sometimes we cover those movies on the show. So you get to talk to us about it in real time while we watch it. We also have a Google Voice number where you can call in, leave us a kind message, you know, a sweet poem, sweet nothings or whatnot. Or you can even leave us a sounds like a horror movie and we'll play it on the show and Mm -hmm. credit you and shout you out on the show. You get to be part of the show. Yes, That's pretty dope in itself. You can also write us on any of our social media outlets and I will read or Mars will read your Sounds Like a Horror Movie on the show as well. We love hearing from you guys, so we hope to hear from you soon. And our our phone number and our email will be in the show notes in case you want to reach out. Yes, beautiful. You've been doing so good with these, by the way. Can I just say that real quick? You were so nervous about Thank you. I improv it every time. And every it's time. fire. See, I'm Thank robotic. You. I'm like, whatever. But you're you not, be out you're adding not. spice. You add spice and flavor to it, and it's okay. beautiful. Okay. You really Here do. Oh. Really Here do. It's amazing. Anyways. The gas, y'all get you, get Premium. you some friends. Premium. Get you some besties like <laughs> like Mars. If your friends or your partner don't gas you the way Mars gas me. <laughs> what are they doing in your life, really? Really? So I'm I'm a new Redditor, you guys. Okay. Yes, so welcome, I've been welcome. exploring the world of subreddits because yes! Mars is like last week. I don't know if y'all remember, I found out that there are other horror subreddits <laughs> other than the two that I just knew of through Mars. Mm-hmm. So I explored subreddits, yes. right? When I I found the truth is here, 
subreddit and then they have like other filters within the subreddit oh that's like ufos Here and culture go. guys yes! and like all kinds of stuff. So i went to the one. culture guys let's go let's freaking go six <laughs> days ago this was posted <laughs> by user bad formo 32832 right six days ago this was posted and it's called charlie charlie are you here Mm-mm. Oh, yes. I know this game. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it God. reminded me of my childhood. So oh I just God. wanted to, I didn't play this one. I, my, my, uh, neighborhood played the Bloody Mary one. Um, and we had weird experiences with that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm interested to see how this one goes. And they shared it in a little story that I will be reading for you now. Ooh, muting. All right, you guys, here we go. When I was a kid, my friends wanted to do the Charlie Charlie challenge. So we went to buy some paper and two pencils in our store and play it on our local playground. Between two trees, there we sat. May I also remind you that at the time, it is not windy. So we chant, Charlie Charlie, are you here? For several times until I'm bored because there's no response. We're, we also tried to get away from the paper, but again, it didn't work. So I shouted, Charlie, Charlie, are you gonna kill us? Are you here? And after maybe a few minutes, as vividly as in my memories, I saw that the pencil moved to write yes. I screamed at the top of my lungs and all the other kids beside me started to run. And after I saw them running, I ran away from it as fast as I could. But I thought we had to burn the papers, the paper and pencils, but the pencils only broke into two and were thrown away into the trash can. That same day, it was the afternoon by now, my sister told me that I had to sleep or she'll tell my mom that I hadn't slept and I can't go outside. It was 3 p.m. so I went to my bedroom and before I even get to sleep, I heard background noises in my wall that so- like someone was watching television. But my sister is asleep and we're the only ones in the house. So I checked the living room and the television is off. So I went to my sister's room and she's asleep. But when I went to my room again, I'm still hearing the TV noise. After a few minutes, the wall starts vibrating like someone was banging on the wall of my room, and also the window started to vibrate like someone was banging on it as well. So I checked on my sister, she's still asleep, and as I'm seeing her sleep, I saw with my own two eyes that the walls and windows are vibrating and the doorknob is making noise. I froze in that moment. For a week, I experienced that, and every morning I woke up at exactly 10 minutes before 12 a.m. or 3 a.m., and that entire time, I felt the presence of someone watching me from the open door of my room while the door in my room is swinging and creaking, and the chairs at the dinner table started to move because I heard it. Okay, they typed it a little funny, guys, bear with me. Essentially, they heard uh, like the dragging of the chairs coming out from the dinner table um, from their room. Uh, And at that moment, 
all they could think to do was cover their whole body and head until they fell asleep and wake up again at six in the morning. So they're sleeping in like three hour intervals, it seemed, uh, for like a week. And that's the story. You guys, did you guys learn anything from this? I know I learned things. Why are you playing this game? How old were they when they, how old were they? They? they just said when they were a kid but in the comments it says that that challenge was popular back in like 2015 yeah it was pretty re like i remember that phase like mm -hmm. no no yeah unacceptable yeah. i think mean, i better not catch my kid doing that i'm gonna just man yeah man yeah out, out here there's a ton there's like 50 comments under it and it's like a, an entire discussion about that game if anyone is curious about it it's on reddit the truth is here you know the Just subreddit and there's stuff. like a whole bunch of sort like interesting stories true stories of people experiencing various paranormal things so it could be anything from like ufos or just like anything mm -hmm. and um they write about it here yes good to look at yep. you subreddits you out here yep. you started little baby redditor here it's out here, it's out here. little baby little baby Guys, reddit to play stuff like that i don't do it because i'm just like i don't trust spirits and stuff to do what they're supposed to do so i'm not gonna do it but if you're gonna do games like that just follow the rules that are supposed to be made you know, so they don't follow yeah. you home or whatever. When I was um, a kid, I played that with, with, well, not that, but, like, I told you the Bloody Mary one where you, like, ask her to take you places or dance with you or do things, and, like, you're supposed to, like, have your eyes closed and, like, maybe your arms will move or, or something. Like, you'll feel a force moving you or touching mm -hmm. you in some way, and that in itself is like scary and we experience weird stuff with that so we just stopped and just yeah. promised not to do it again yeah and we didn't <laughs> and good. so yeah, i was really like good. this is like my childhood right here this is all coming back all no, coming back not a fan not a fan uh you guys i can't watch your children make sure your children aren't playing these games anyways yeah uh, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that story yeah i did that, that was a good one that was a good one good one good one uh if you guys have your own sounds like a horror movie like story mentioned in the business stuff you know reach out to us on any of the avenues you know social media email google voice number um we love hearing creepy stuff from you guys creepy stuff or even if it's like an urban legend from your town or something uh something sketchy just let us know but that is going to wrap up our Alien episode. Really great stuff. I hope you, I know this is a classic film. Um, really cl classic for a reason. I hope you guys enjoyed what we had to say about it. Um, and our, you know, rants about Ripley and little Morphe. Uh, <laughs> little Morphe. But yeah, that's pretty much. So you have anything to say before we close out? Nah, man. Thank you for still supporting um sorry my opinion of Ripley was a bit harsh it was just her approach she just it, I was triggered I was triggered by toxic work environments I think uh, I don't know no it's a micromanaging it's a micromanaging it opens up a great discussion about Ripley I want to make a post on Instagram about like how do you feel about Ripley do you think she went too far do you think she's fine <laughs> so yeah I, like I she had valid it. points had yeah. valid points she just 
was a bit micromanagey mm-hmm. and I'm like oh yeah for sure so yeah, yeah let's let's talk about Ripley on the social medias uh but we will chat with you guys later we love you guys so much thank you so much for supporting us and you know check out the Patreon if you have the chance so yeah have a great morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening to this and we will see you guys next week bye bye